Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Bloomberg Interactive Burgers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, May 10th. Coming up today. Debt ceiling talks continue after the first meeting between President Biden and Speaker McCarthy. Congressman George Santos is indicted on federal charges. Former President Trump is found liable for sexually assaulting E. Jean Carroll. And Wall Street awaits the latest reading on inflation. Governor Hochul says New York State is preparing for an influx of asylum seekers. Plus, we're learning more about the gunman who killed eight people at a Texas mall. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashauer in sports. The Yankees won. The Mets lost. The Devils lost game four. The Knicks have game five tonight. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We have a slew of political news this morning. Not much progress came from yesterday's debt ceiling meeting at the White House as the U.S. inches closer to a first-ever default. Amy Morris has details from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. They will have another meeting on Friday. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I didn't find progress. Staff will continue to meet. But President Biden called it a productive meeting and says default is not an option. Our economy would fall into a significant recession. It would devastate retirement accounts, increase borrowing costs. According to Moody's, nearly 8 million Americans would lose their jobs. For now, the intensified negotiations can at least temporarily assuage markets before June 1st. That's when Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned the nation risks default. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thanks. Well, even if Congress and President Biden reach a debt ceiling deal, the process could threaten economic growth, especially if it involves cutting infrastructure spending. That's the view from Morgan Stanley Wealth Management Chief Investment Officer Lisa Shallot. It matters, uh, you know, to forward-looking expectations of growth uh, in terms of what uh, is cut. Those things have been a support to growth. uh, And if we need to, you know, take that out of the forward forecasts, uh, that is going to dampen uh, economic growth. Morgan Stanley's Lisa Shallot is watching for what Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will do after she gets approval to extend borrowing. Well, outside of the debt ceiling, Karen, the political headlines are hitting George Santos this morning. The congressman from New York will now face criminal charges stemming from campaign finance laws. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story. Santos, who took office despite fabricating much of what he claimed about his education and career, has been indicted on federal charges. Bloomberg sources say charges could be unsealed as early as today and that he could be prosecuted on Long Island. Santos reported he loaned his campaign over $700,000 and claimed to be worth between $2.6 and $11.2 million. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says if Santos is convicted, he would have to leave Congress. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg 
Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Ed, thanks. Well, Donald Trump is also on the front pages this morning. A New York jury found the former president liable for sexually assaulting a woman and then defaming her. We get the details from Bloomberg's John Tucker in New York. John. Karen, the jury returned its verdicts after just three hours of deliberations. Trump's claims he could not have assaulted E. Jean Carroll because she was not his type was at the center of the case. And Carroll's attorneys managed to use those words against him. They showed video from his deposition where he confused Carroll for ex-wife Marla Maples when shown a photo of her. Well, Trump released a series of videos on social media last night with his response. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from. In a statement, Carol said, this victory is not just for me, but for every woman who suffered because she was not believed. The jury stopped short of finding Trump liable for rape. He must pay her $5 million in damages, $3 million of it for defamation. Trump will appeal the verdict. In New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. Well, John, it remains to be seen what impact Trump's legal problems have on his presidential bid, but we're getting word a Wall Street titan has met with another presumed Republican candidate. Billionaire Steve Schwartzman recently visited Ron DeSantis, but we're told the meeting left Schwartzman unconvinced of the Florida governor's White House prospects. Bloomberg News has learned for now the Blackstone co-founder will hold off donating money to DeSantis. He is currently not supporting anyone in the Republican field. Meantime, Nathan, the White House remains focused on immigration concerns. President Biden is warning of tumultuous conditions at the U.S.-Mexico border when pandemic-era restrictions are lifted tomorrow. We also are in the process of setting up resi- uh, uh, offices in Colombia and other places where you can, where someone seeking asylum can go first. So, but it remains to be seen. It's going to be chaotic for a while. And President Biden said he spent close to an hour speaking with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador about the situation. Karen, there are signs tensions between the U.S. and China are starting to soften. Sources tell us U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai plans to meet China's Commerce Minister in Detroit later this month. This will be the most senior in-person encounter between the nations since the U.S. shot down an alleged Chinese spy balloon in early February. And finally, Nathan, we're looking at a big day on the economic front. Wall Street awaits the latest reading on inflation. CPI data for April is expected to show high prices remain a concern for the Fed. We get a preview from Bloomberg's Michael McKee. Higher interest rates have helped cut inflation in half over the past nine months. Now, economists say, for the hard part, rents and rising wages for hard-to-find employees, particularly in the service sector, will break progress towards the Fed's goal of an average 2% inflation rate. The central bankers think progress will continue if, slowly, they will leave rates high to ensure that happens and not worry too much about month-to-month inflation data, unless it unexpectedly jumps. The question is, what will investors think? Will they have have the patience of Fed officials, or will we see a big rate reaction to the inflation data? Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak. Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world. For that, we are joined by Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New York is bracing for a surge of migrants after Title 42 expires tomorrow. For months, migrant workers crossing the southern border have been bussed up from Texas to states like New York to be sheltered while asylum seekers' claims are processed. The majority have been sent to New York City, but now Mayor Eric Adams plans to send migrants to other counties in the state after they arrive in the city. Governor Kathy Hochul says there are counties that need workers desperately. There's a lot of people. We have 5,000 openings for farm workers. The farmers are asking us to try and make this happen. So 
Uh, it's a multifaceted challenge, but uh, my team has been heavily engaged. Governor Hochul says she signed an executive order to call up the National Guard. The White House is reacting to last week's death of a homeless New York subway rider. According to a statement, Jordan Neely's killing was tragic and deeply disturbing. Our hearts go out to the family and loved ones. We firmly believe that the events surrounding his death demand a thorough investigation. A grand jury may convene this week to weigh possible charges against Daniel Penny, the Marine veteran who police say put Neely in a chokehold after a disturbance on the subway. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is also saying something about the case for the first time. Bragg says just because his office hasn't said anything doesn't mean that they aren't taking it seriously. Authorities say the gunman who killed eight people at an Allen, Texas mall legally obtained the weapons despite the accused shooter's troubled background. Images uploaded to an account last month indicate the gunman may have visited the outlet mall multiple times the past year researching peak hours. State Department of Public Safety official Hank Sibley. We do know that he had neo-Nazi ideation. He had patches, he had tattoos, uh, even his signature, you know, verified that. Sibley says the suspected gunman had eight weapons on him. Buddy Holly is top dog at Westminster. The Petit Besson Griffon Vendin beat out more than 2,500 of the canines to take best in show at America's premier dog show and a first for the breed. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. I won't ask you to pronounce that breed again. Uh, thank you, Michael. <laughs> Time now for our Bloomberg Sports Update. Good morning, John Stashauer. Good morning, Nathan. The day did not begin well for the Mets with the news that Max Scherzer was not going to be able to make his start in Cincinnati. Neck spasm. So David Peterson rushed up from Syracuse and dropped to 1-5. and five. The Reds led 7-1 to one in the fifth inning. The Met rally fell short. Cincinnati won 7-6. And the Mets have now lost 12 of their last 15. Eight games behind Atlanta. Justin Verlander. Starts tonight at the stadium. Welcome back, Aaron Judge. He had missed the last 10 games. The Yankees got home runs from Claver Torres and Jake Bowers. They both drove in three runs in a 10-5 win over Oakland, who fell to 8-29. Clark Schmidt's eighth start. He finally got his first win, and the Yanks go for a series sweep this afternoon. The Carolina Hurricanes coming off an 8-4 loss in Game 3 in Newark. One Game 4 over the Devils, 6-1. The Canes with a five-goal second period and now they go back to Raleigh, up 3-1 in the series. Dallas won 6-3 at Seattle. That series is tied at 2. A couple of Game 5s in the NBA. Sixers beat the Celtics easily in Boston, so they go home up 3-2. Denver beat Phoenix. Home teams won every game in that series. The Knicks hoping that being out of Miami and at the Garden can help them stave off elimination. It's not over yet for Coach Tom Thibodeau. Got to win, win four to win a series. So all we're thinking about is win the next game, go quarter by quarter, you know, win the first quarter, win the second quarter, win the third, win the fourth. And then the next day we'll worry about the next day. Just all we're doing is thinking about the next game. The Knicks have yet to beat the Heat when they've had Jimmy Butler. He set out the only game the Heat lost. Lakers are up 3-1. They've got game five tonight. At Golden State, John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work 
passion and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. The first meeting on the debt ceiling between President Biden and Speaker McCarthy has ended with an agreement to keep talking. Both sides plan to meet again Friday to discuss ways to avoid a government default. But the president is drawing a line in the sand. I made clear during our meeting that default is not an option. Repeated that time and again. America is not a deadbeat nation. President Biden following that White House meeting yesterday. This morning, we're joined by Greg Valier, chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investments. Greg, good morning. I know expectations were pretty low going into this meeting anyway. Did they meet your expectations? My expectations, Nathan, were pretty low, and they, they weren't met. Uh, it was no. uh, very uh, inconclusive, uh, not successful, uh, huge differences between the two parties. They had to say something positive, and therefore they have announced they'll have another meeting on Friday. You know, Maybe there'll be an agreement on a couple of areas of spending cuts, but time's running out. I mean, I don't see a deal uh, for weeks, which means to me there's going to have to be an extension. Is there going to be a default? Is that still a possibility? You can't totally rule it out. I think the markets have been too sanguine, although Treasury yields, uh, especially short Treasuries uh, for bills, have begun to uh, reflect some anxiety. But no, I, I think at some point, it might not be until the fall, at some point I think we will get a deal. But default is definitely on the table as a, as a possibility. 
You mentioned, uh, as they did, that there's going to be more talks on Friday. We're told as well there are going to be behind-the-scenes discussions that have, we were told kicked off yesterday leading up to that highest-level meeting on Friday. What kind of progress, if any, could we see in the behind-the-scenes discussions? Yeah, I think there's an agreement, and even Biden would agree on maybe clawing back some pandemic aid that went to states that haven't spent all the money. There might be some restrictions on people who get federal benefits like food stamps who are unwilling to work. There might be an agreement on a spending cap for a year or two. So there are areas of agreement. The problem is you have to divorce that debate with the debate over extending the debt ceiling. And both parties are really dug in on that issue. You know, there's so much going on in Washington, apart from the debt ceiling talks, although this could be related, given that uh, Congressman George Santos is part of a very slim majority in this House of Representatives. Now he's facing potential, he is facing criminal charges. Where do you see this going, Greg? Probably at some point with his resignation, I don't think it's imminent, but Nathan, let me tell you, I I was taken aback yesterday that all the attention was on Santos and, of course, the Donald Trump uh, legal defeat, and virtually no attention was on the debt ceiling. It's like the debt ceiling still has not acquired a sense of urgency. All these other stories, and there's immigration issues, Hunter Biden issues, lots of more stuff this week, it all diminishes the sense of urgency on avoiding default. Well, why do you think that is, Greg? Why don't we see that sense of urgency right now? Well, it's a good question, Nathan, and I would say it's because the markets, the stock market, has not shown any anxiety. As I mentioned, the short end of the bond market has, but I think for stock investors, there's a feeling that at some point we'll get a deal, and that's probably right, but I think we're we're weeks or months away from getting any kind of a deal. Well, it does kind of feel like we have a pile-on of headlines uh, coming out of Washington, a lot of headline risks coming out with the uh, Santos uh, legal pressure. And now uh, former President Trump being found liable in the E. Jean Carroll case, just as he's getting ready to take the stage uh, with CNN, a network that he's repeatedly called fake news and uh, not wanted to talk to literally for years now. How do you see all this playing out in the presidential race as the former president takes the stage tonight? What a dichotomy uh, right now among ordinary Republican voters, the Republican base. Trump's got a lead of like 30 points against Ron DeSantis. But among Republicans I talk to here inside the Beltway in Washington, there's great anxiety that if Trump is the nominee, he would lose and he'd probably drag down House and Senate seats. So you've got this great division within the Republican Party that I think is going to persist for quite a while. Just about 30 seconds left with so many big donors on the sidelines. Do you see anyone breaking through to get donors to get back in the game? Yeah, that's a really interesting angle. I think there are some other uh, possible candidates. Joe Manchin still has the itch. What if Kevin McCarthy gets a budget deal? Could he uh, all of a sudden plunge in? Uh, there's there's lots of other possibilities, including Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia. But for right now, I think things will stay frozen until we get the budget story resolved. 
This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.